View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Praise the Lord, I was born to travel. Feeling like Slash in front of the chapel. Episode 68 of View from 202 with Britt, Peaches, and Sam. How are you guys doing? I'm okay. I'm going to make that shorter every single week yeah. until there's eventually just, eh, and then we're just going. Eh. Um, did you hear today that apparently if you uh, bought or are buying salmon from Walmart or its UK affiliate, Aldi, uh, you may have been funding North Korean nuclear program, the North Korean nuclear program? Oh, I heard about salmon in passing in the conversation. Yeah, the it's like the better version of the Hobby Lobby ISIS thing. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Now I'm going to Walmart and buying salmon? Like, what? Um, who knew that uh, that Walmart was actually just committed uh, anti-imperialists or, or third worldists? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, what? Huh? What? I, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know the mechanics, but I just saw the headline. I think where. It was, like Business Insider or Bloomberg or something, one of those, uh, who said that cust- it was kind of bullshit framing. They said, oh, customers who bought it may have accidentally... Well, well, gee, I don't think it really was the customer's fault <laughs> that where their money ended up, but um, that the money may have ended up funding the North Korean nuclear missile program. How the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the details are as weird as ISIS... Or Hobby Lobby funding ISIS, but I think that was a great story when that happened. Or it came yeah, out, we didn't really get enough time to really marinate in that. That mm. was uh, one of the best news events for the year. There have been so many that have come and gone. Uh, it feels like Scaramucci was was years ago now. Mooch, Juicero, Juicero, and Hobby Lobby ISIS. I think F- Firefest. Fest, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> there's some good ones. Yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> We yeah. should do an in memoriam it, of good stories yeah, of news from uh, this year. Right. On the one hand, Hurricane Maria. On the other, Juicero. <laughs> so it's not all so bad. <laughs> on the other, they had to eat toast sandwiches on Fire Island. <laughs> <laughs> Just barely even processed cheese. Um, sorry about that. Uh, well, the Rebels still haven't won since, I think... Anthony Scaramucci was still director of communications for the Red Bulls. That, that might actually be true. If you think about it, my, my sense of time has been distorted. Um, but, uh, it's, it's another episode with two results to go over and it feels, it feels like a lot this time, not like an overwhelming sense, but it's just like a lot. And I feel kind of bored because it's kind of, I kind of have the same emotion about both of them. Oh yeah. Hmm. We don't have to go over them. (laughs) We could just talk about anything else. We could just talk about, baseball i don't know that's on the television right now yankees um uh, big win yeah. wild card i've Champions. canceled i've canceled my uh pres- my temporary rooting for the yankees gets the world series because then i realized they're gonna have to play the astros and that's that's <laughs> yeah yeah but, but, but hold on hold on the, th- the if i just want there to be a scenario where this totally fucks up everything that like M- uh nyc yeah, yeah, is doing yeah, the playoffs yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck it i'm rooting for the yankees to go all the way except losing the world series Mm, see, this is why the Astros should have never left the National League because then they could lose to the Astros. Mm. But I don't know. Either well, way, uh, the Red Bulls. I guess let's start with last Wednesday uh, against DC United. And what is now an annual tradition, we uh, find a way to be the most deflating and annoying possible against DC United and play down to their level and draw three three. Um, good things that happened were Tyler Adams' first ever goals, and he got two of them. Because it turns out, uh, when you shoot, sometimes you score. Um, that famous Michael Scott quote. Uh, but um, another uh goal from uh Gonzalo Verón, right? Yeah, Gonzalo makes a a bona fide super sub appearance here. Uh, I think has his most dramatic uh impact on a game in a short amount of time and eventually it earned him a start later in the week uh bad things that were happening were yet again another stoppage time equalizer given up this time through a comically bad own goal own goal betrayed us yeah uh, uh it's the first time that he's still one of our top scores well does this count 
E, uh, if it counts yeah, this, negatively, this actually negative. This yeah. go against it. Right. Negative one. So own, own still pot net positive for the they've, season. They've lost a goal. Um, I don't even. What do you even have to say about this game? I don't know. I don't. I, just, I was never comfortable. Like it was just one of those games where like it just like you you almost like felt like we were we just weren't gonna win. And then even when we were up, we were up like three two, and like we kind of played with some confidence. Yeah. Uh, it just I just i i just kept i figured we were going to give one up in the last minute or two minutes it felt bad that we parked the bus after we went up like i i immediately noticed that we weren't trying to score again it was pretty late in the game i get it but it didn't seem like we were really putting any numbers we played deep and then tried to counter which we like had the people to do like do that with yeah so like i don't i don't know i don't necessarily see the problem with that but like like and like that wasn't even the reason that we lost. It was just like we just didn't do the fucking fundamentals the right way. Yeah. Which is like closing down people when they have like very obvious like in, in an obviously dangerous position to put a cross in. And like and then like to make matters worse, it fucking deflects off of uh Fidel Escobar and like it's just the worst way to loot to like to what it feels like a loss to yeah. DC. Yeah. I'm I think I don't know. He was trying to clear it, so I feel like deflects is almost a uh, gives him a, like, a little kind. Yeah, gives him some credit, yeah. which, which I guess you're right. Like he, he was, was trying really to clear bad. it with his right leg front on the left side of the field, and the ball was crossing towards his left leg, left side of the body. Um, but yeah, I, I think <laughs> I agree with the general sense of like we weren't really doing enough to put the game away, and that it never really felt safe. I think when the ball fell at Bradley's feet after uh, an immaculate I had Gonzalo Verón fully repressed that memory. Immaculate Gonzalo Verón run. Like I don't you kept on thinking like, "Oh, uh like, you know, the defender's there, like he's going to be stranded alone again. He's not going to have any options and people are going to get frustrated." But no, he kept on finding a way to get these bursts of acceleration repeatedly last Wednesday night and he squared it in. In a way that I think I think our players had just like assumed that it was no longer possible to make a pass like that, like that just assumed that like actually getting a direct ball across goal just doesn't happen anymore, and you have to do some weird sort of dark arts in order to actually <laughs> accidentally score a goal every once in a while. But then yeah, when Bradley like I don't even know how he didn't put that away. It was very much like I don't a, think he oh. knew either. Yeah, he looked genuinely. Uh, mad and just like wanted yeah. to go home um i don't blame him defeated yeah it's it's uh it's like one of the one of the least enjoyable nights at red bull arena for me <sighs> like it's always against dc well it's because at dc i think it, the, the, listener, the other one the other one was yeah wor- last year was worse yeah i'd say the listener will know i think that for me at least it's i think apparent that i i have more hatred for nycfc or like right. active hatred for yeah. nycfc but i'm dc, DC is still a thing for me yeah dc still plagues me more often because last year at home last year away as well uh just absolutely most abject and like kind of uh you know perturbing experiences just being like why am i here like I, we ran into Bill on the way out, and he said he was just looking up in the stands and saying, "Why am I here?" It was that it was that kind of night where um, <laughs> it was we just played down to their level, and you know the fact if this were maybe against Chicago or like a bad Chicago or like Minnesota or San Jose, a team we don't really have any history with. Okay, whatever. It's a midweek game. Twelve thousand people maybe in the stands. The Rebels are in a slump you get a draw you go home but i think the fact that it's dc and it's supposed to be our like biggest all-time rival and then there's just this palpable lack of energy kind of around and i'll say not in the south ward the south ward was loud but just elsewhere within the team within the other parts of the arena and, and then the team once again plays down to our opponent just like we did against philadelphia it was just like oh well why 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 do i even bother with this I don't know. It was very, very um, disheartening, to say the least. And I don't know if we'll ever um, not play down to our opponents for the remainder of the season, really, is kind of when I got out of that. I mean, I think going into it, we were saying this is a must win, and everyone was saying that pretty much. And I think that was still true. Even though it looks like we're still going to make playoffs, even though we didn't win, I think it still very much felt like our season ended that night. 
Uh, it probably ended in the U.S. Open Cup, but I think after we didn't win that, it's like, okay, the, the real Red Bulls that we thought were going to show up are, are dead. You know, I you, don't think they're coming back. What I think is worse is that um, everything else seems to be keeping our season alive, though. Because the, the, the results right. did kind of go into our favor. <laughs> it's like I've been, I'm, Julie and I are still watching Lost, and there's a subplot where somebody's trying to kill themselves, and the island just won't let them. We're on the island right now. They're not, MLS is not letting us <laughs> kill our own season. Or it's like um, the first circle of hell, right? Where you're just kind of like going around and around and around and you can't like get to what you're trying to get to. Or th- That's the one where like just the people who were born before Christ, right? Yeah. Or is that like the precursor level? I don't know. Maybe. No. Um, yeah. It's, it was extremely <laughs> yeah. doldrummy. Uh, should we just do goat and woat? Sure. Your goat, three three versus DC. The boy. Yeah, it's your boy. It's the absolute boy. Debut brace, uh, two stunners of a goal. Or well, the first one was a stunner. First one was second. A second one kind of uh, just snuck through everyone's legs and what seemed like to be an act of divine providence. Although uh, Bradley was smart there to just let it keep True. going. Yeah, but and I'm gonna be perhaps embrace how reductive this is and be like it would seem like an instance where just he was the only one willing to fucking shoot everyone was squaring back and doing really cute shit yeah and it was just like oh wow thankfully we had like i feel like fullbacks do this every once in a while they're like oh this is a shooting position right this is what i observe other people do sometimes right and they just crack it i wouldn't have minded more players doing that so uh goat to tyler adams the woat uh sorry fidel yep I guess, like, I want to kind of defend him. Uh, right, because he's inexperienced. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, not, yeah, not for this game. I mean, like, this game, you know, like, he was the worst person on the team. But, like, I think that, like, I mean, like, at the same time, like, the, the kid has braces. Like, he's, like, he's not 18, 19 <laughs> years old, like, and he's a mid-season loan. Uh, and so, like, or, like, a mid-season acquisition. Like, he's alone on the team. And, and he's the type of, like, he doesn't have a ton of experience in the league. And so, like, I give him the benefit of the doubt to some extent because I can see, the, like, the natural talent he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but sometimes it just feels like... He doesn't have like the he's like the total opposite of someone like uh, like Connor Laid who has like the work rate that makes him so ad- admired by like the fans. I feel like it just it looks like he's like that doesn't try as hard uh, like uh, defensively, and he gets a lot of flack from the fan base because of that. But he has a lot of talent, and I think that like he can go places. Uh, he just had a really bad showing. Yeah, I remember during the game thinking of trying to like picking out who's going to be my woe thinking for reasons of it and then even when the own goal happened i was like well i don't know it was on the other end of the field maybe you know we were playing bad anyway but no now after it's i've slept on it many nights it's gotta be fidel the one like like, the one silver lining of his play was he had a really great ball to verone over the top yeah uh, Mm -hmm. which which drew that draw was that was that the one direct that directly drew the penalty Penalty, i think it might uh and i think like that type of play is great and welcomed and we need a player like that who has the a center back who has the vision from like from our defensive third to create plays like that but they also need to be held accountable like in the defensive side of things um I will say we should mention that uh, both Royer and Verón were on the field for the penalty. And Verón took it. And Verón took it. Which is a precursor of things to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you could see them talk to each other, Royer asked yeah, yeah, him. Because yeah. Royer had come on as a sub after Verón. Verón drew it. Um, so there was a communication there. Peaches, do you have a quote? I, I said it was Fidel. Okay. Yeah. Um, Zote? I, I feel like I might want to punt on this one. I don't really remember the game well enough. Kind of late, baby. So. Just super. Ooh, yeah, okay. that's a good one. I'll go with that. Like, he just was, like, fine, like, the whole game. He, like, had some good crosses, uh, which I think is just, like, uh, could be attributed to just, like, DC having terrible fullbacks because they've always had he, terrible fullbacks. He at fault for something? Mm. Or am I thinking more of Philadelphia or SKC? Uh, well, so, like, the two of the goals were, like, definitively uh, Fidel Escobar's fault. 
Um, One for sure. Uh, and then, and so like both of them, because like he didn't uh, mark whoever had scored. Well, on the second on the, one was a team failure. No one. It was. was it was partially, pressed. but it was partially Paranel, partially Escobar. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, the. Uh, the first goal was the set piece, and that was uh, Davis's fault. Um, and so, oh, that's weak ass. Uh, I wouldn't say Lee was at fault for any of those. Uh, however, uh, I, I just didn't think he had an ex- a great game. He had great like balls to him on on the like on the wing, and he, and he didn't had really some, do anything. With and he him. had some like pretty like just decent like shots and decent crosses in. Uh, it kind of like that's part of the problem when we play five in the back and we have someone like Kamar Lawrence. Like, so it's one of the. I mean, for Kamar Lawrence, it's one or the other. So uh, he's the type of. I mean, like in in this five person back line, like he either like can be uh, like a defensive center back, which he's very good at, but or or he's also or or he like otherwise is they like, put on like this, this left wing back position where like. Uh, as you could say, he would be better at crossing balls in. I would say, like he's better in that position. But he's asked to do one or the other. Like, but we need need him as a defender. So, like, mm-hmm. I think this is like a, I don't know. This was a game where I felt like we should have just we could have I don't know four in the back. Like, maybe I'm reminiscing on better times, but like I feel like that actually sure. could have been a better a better formation for us. Sure. Peaches, do you have his out? Um, I'm just gonna go with that'll Sam's. come back up again. Just because. I, I, I think Sam saw that at a better level than I did, to be honest. Uh, I have a vague memory of Sasha being mediocre. I don't know. I can't remember. Did Sasha start? Uh, I think he subbed out. I'm, I'm conflating Toronto as well, though. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Toronto. Because um, uh, there's some echoes of what we saw. We lose 4-2, but I feel like after the loss and conceding three goals to DC United, uh, you know, I was especially not expecting a result even before dc on the broadcast we all basically projected a loss i think peaches maybe went for a draw but uh they dutifully delivered we lose 4-2 thanks to a defender hat trick uh that's something that only the red bulls uh, could give up um but we do see some good play from a gonzalo verone who starts uh and gets a uh goal in the run of play not a penalty um, and Daniel Royer, who converts a penalty drawn by Gonzalo Verone. What, what do you know? Uh, it's now uh, Gonzalo's uh, third goal in a row uh, in, in three matches in a row. I think he has four in the last seven games. Um, so I think it's time to say it's a it's, uh, veritable run of form for him. Three goals in three games. Yeah. Um, but uh, unless I, I just total defensive letdown. Um, I mean, it was two mm-hmm. two until very late, and then the last one um, was uh, extremely late, basically last minute or so of the game. Um, but I, you can't expect any results when you give up four goals. Period. Home or away. Especially um, when you give up a hat trick to a, a wing back. Yeah. Um, this is all without Giovinco on the field. So. Um, even though we looked good for long stretches, uh, that that's great. But as long as this defense is as ramshackle as it is, uh, I'm not expecting any results in the playoffs. And um, maybe we can talk about this more in the second half. But I don't see many signs that Jesse has like is has ever been a specifically defensive strong coach. Um, maybe we need to bring in somebody on staff to actually. Uh, fix up that back line because right now it's a mess. I mean, I think like uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just talked about like Kamar Lawrence being the type of player who like. I mean, I prefer him as playing as a center back. Uh, and then like uh, in this game for Toronto, like I really didn't like Mario in that back three. Yeah. I, I think that Mario is a wing back. But then like Adams has a great game as a wing back in that in that spot it's just I, I don't know like what the ideal formation is here it's tough because i feel like mario is a, a definitely a liability as a center back uh so we should put him out wide uh but i want to start adams i just don't know where, where where the best place to put him is right i think mario's definitely lost uh on the final on the third goal where uh, I think it was Vasquez was able to slide in the ball to Altidore, uh, just in a simple f- on-the-ground pass, 
uh, with no one there, and Aaron Long left one-on-one, who eventually fouls him for the penalty, um, and Maria was kind of just pulled in further up the field, um, and Long just had no help whatsoever, and Maria was a step or two behind the pass. Uh, and you know, look, I think Maria's shown bright spots at different points, and obviously not very bright spots, uh, but maybe that is a question of shape more than it is individual, because I think that's a space we've been exploiting uh, yeah, th- in a lot. Th- I think he's a good attacker, so like, I-, I want him on the field. It's just like he's... I don't think he's cut out to be a center back, and I don't know why. It's like we like we try we try to morph so many players into being center backs. It feels like <laughs> Kamar fucking Lawrence, Sal Zizzo, Chris Duvall, yeah. but everyone but Connor Laid. Connor Laid. No, Connor Laid's played at center back. Yeah, for Michael against Amir, New England, Rio, It's just I it just it feels like this is a never ending like thing that Jesse just tries to do. Where yeah, remember when Taxi and Chris Duvall at starting center backs was like a horrible, like unimaginable thing that we couldn't believe actually happened once. Now I'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, why is that the norm? Yeah. Like and, and we give up so many fucking goals. So like yeah. it's just so obvious there's just a defensive problem. Right. And I feel like it's if anything, it's been a defensive regression. Maybe Jesse just thinks that having um these kinds of stylistic center backs are are better for a system, but right. also maybe we just need to go back to like someone like Paranel and Miazga. In in Doyle's column, he said that well, it was interesting. He's actually kind of bullish on us again after being pretty uh down on us for much of the mid portion of the season when we were actually hot. Um, <laughs> but he said that Colin, Ba, and Long were supposed to be our first three center backs, which is interesting to me because I've long been nervous because I like Ba, and I've long been nervous that us shelving him was a sign that he's on his way out and that we are never not, not actually that interested in Ba, and it was kind of a weird transfer. But if that's true, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, but I don't, I don't think buy that's that true. long. I don't buy that long was either because yeah. it was not that long ago that uh, <laughs> can't avoid it with Change that. Change your name and your hair. Um, now, hair yeah, now, we need to talk. Now. Quote is the hair. <laughs> yeah, it's only gotten worse. God. When will somebody step in and bomb his haircut? With the facial hair, too? Yeah. Jesus. But. Um, yeah, okay, so it wasn't that long ago we had the quotes from Jesse being like, oh, Aaron's ahead of schedule. So that's just, you have the receipts for that. But I also <laughs> want to bring that up. It's like, after watching this game, it's like, wait, is Aaron Long even that, that good? good? Like, he's not bad. He's not bad. But he kind of got a little bit of, like, the Miazga comparison because he was young. basically a young, he's not as young as Miazga was, but the par- he was a RB2 player who got thrown into the fire and, like, held his own. So, like, he did better than expected, but he as didn't Jesse excel. said. Right. But Miazga, like, went and became one of the best center backs in the league and earned a tra- Chelsea transfer. Yeah. It was like, that's not where Long's at. And Long is like, on been... team of the week in the Dutch league right, right. now. Oh, like, yeah. But, okay. Know. But, like, I mean, uh, like, you know, not a Miazga, very clear. Right. But I don't like, want to say that people were calling him Miazga directly, but I think we kind of, like, got into that mode of thinking a little bit. That yeah. being said, though, I think he's a good defender. I don't think he's yeah. nearly as good as Miazga. And I don't think he ever really will, will be. I think Miazga right. is the probably the best thing that's come out of the system, or the academy. But, I, like, yeah. but like I, I think that, like, there's a reason he was USL Defender of the Year. He's, he's playing well. Like, yeah. I, I think that, I like, know. there's, like, uh, who's number three? Like, he's better than Paranel, and like, and I think that which is, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, I, think I agree, but which like isn't doesn't say much these days. But like, uh, I don't know for for him to be like third on in the depth chart, like in that position at the start of the season, I just think is wrong. Uh, but like now, like yeah, yeah, it, I think, it makes sense. I think he's a totally adequate, if not above average, uh, center back. But I don't think. Like okay, he was not going to be not planned to be as such, but I think it's a bad sign if he's your number one guy on yeah. your death chart. Yeah. yeah, I also think that we should have known better than to plan a whole season of healthy uh, Colin, um, and then well, we also I, knew that Ba was out, right? Or I mean, last break la- last season we we did the same sort of thing, and but then we made a, a you know what seemed to be a, a very smart, which it was, it was a smart pickup getting Colin, right? But like. I, I you know this time around we we go we go to younger players right. Dom uh, Escobar and Mario as the as the pickups which are just provided like a different element right. which is uh, I don't I don't know it's just odd and it hasn't really I, I, I worked think, 
I think what Aaron Long has done also successfully is just kind of rely on his physical abilities to be able to close down. I don't think a lot of attackers are expecting um, that amount of pace on a center back. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. I feel like he's not like co- colossally slow, but I feel like he's not that. He's fast. very quick. I don't know. He's he's not. I mean, he's not known for his speed, though. I think people just don't notice because he he often closes down much quicker than I've ever seen any center or most center backs in MLS. Do. So I I think that like he might have that ability. I he was so he was well, allegedly taken out of the lineup. The out of the eighteen entirely for DC. It was a precautionary measure. Is yeah. what was said in I the. I think it was just a squad in, rotation on the announcement. Uh, or the announcers had had said that. So Steve yeah. Cangelosi had mentioned that, but during the during the game commentary, I don't know if something had lingered into the weekend. But he didn't look particularly good. Uh, but like when he's on, yeah, he's got great pace and good recovery. So I mean, you're right to some extent, Peaches. For yeah. Sure. And I don't think you can maintain that, you know, throughout the season, being as I guess not experienced as he is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's let's save uh, like back four versus back five discussion. I think for segment two, sure. Um, but I think that's a good one. I mean, we're having it every week now. Every but week, I think it's, yeah. it's still evolving in a worthwhile way. But um, I guess uh, I would also add, yeah. uh, this is a unique game because it, it, it we kind of it looked like we were playing toward toward the future to some extent. We we start right. we didn't start. I don't know if that was what you're about to mention, but we didn't start start Sasha and we didn't start Bradley. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like that. Yeah. And and one of the good things about this game was that like that energy that we were known so you know so well for in 2015 and even like the beginning of 2016, uh, the press and everything it looked more prevalent in this game. It was a yeah. bit hungrier. And, yeah. And I don't know if that has to do with someone like Sasha not being in the in the in the like core of the team. Maybe. Do you but, think Verón's still fighting to start? What I mean is that like a rhetorical question? No, like do you think he, in like, in what context? I feel like if if it's been this long, I would have just given up on the starting spot. Oh, I I think he's evidently fighting for it. I mean, he's he's what been are you, succeeding. I mean, like, like if this is my life, like then yeah. I'm very I'm gonna like fight for the starting spot. Right. Like, I mean, regardless. like I guess he was. I, if if I were Gonzalo Verón at this point, at the end of this season, I'd put in a transfer request or let the contract end. I mean, it depends how the rest of the season goes. I don't know. Uh, I I can't speak to that. But like, I don't know. I don't. He's not like. He's not. Like, he hasn't played remarkably enough to be like. I don't give a shit about this season, and I'm gonna like stop trying. Like, he still needs to prove himself in every way he can. And like, to be given a starting spot, no matter what the circumstances are, like that's he's like playing the, great. Like, that is the time to like yeah, he's prove yourself, well. right? So, so. yeah, but I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if, in the back of Jesse's mind, he's thinking, okay, just get into the playoffs, and then. Uh, once Royer's full speed and Colin will come back and solve all my defensive issues and then we can make a run. <laughs> I bet that's probably his like best case scenario in his mind right now. Um, but all right, let's wrap Toronto though. I guess Let, let's go with goat. Verón. Verón. Yes. Our boy, our sweet, sweet child, Gonzalo, who's older than me. But <laughs> I, I did hear one of my coworkers either today or yesterday on the phone, uh, with someone and they just said mucho trabajo and I put, I like I perked up. In the middle. And it was just in the course of her conversation. I was like, "Oh wait, <laughs> you're just talking about your work day, not Gonzalo Brown." <laughs> Although maybe she was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Wote. Uh, I th- I'm gonna say Luis Robles. Wow. I thought that so he had okay one good save, and it was like it was great. There was a ball that uh, oh, that was, that was, save. That was uh, uh, in the box, right. really dangerous. Ricketts gets ahead on it, and and Luis makes a great reaction save. But I thought that his decision making throughout the entire game, like as like whether or not to come out of the box, uh, and and like it, controlling that back line, and really like doing what like he was known best for. I feel like in uh, like 2015, 2016, I just feel like. Uh, he's a little out of form and this is one of those games mm. where like he just didn't look very good mm. at all um my vote i think gosh uh might have to be mario i think um looking out of place and i, I kind of just i've de- decided i'm giving it to someone in the back line already basically so i'm gonna go with mario yeah <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna go with that you didn't seem particularly impressive Kind of. Do we have a zote? I know what your zote's gonna be. 
the like the um, it's gonna be the zote. Yeah, yeah, the absolute zote. He was pretty zoty this game. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, fitting way <laughs> to uh, to end, I think, our first segment. Um, after the break, we're gonna talk Vancouver and what is our second to last home game for the season. Qué curiosa la manera en que esta vida terminó siendo tu vida lentamente. No te acuerdas de esos años en que odiabas el sistema y yo te amaba locamente. ¿Dónde quedaron esos tiempos mozos? Hoy, ¿dónde quedaron nuestros tiempos mozos? Hoy. Um. Rounding out the scores and schedules for the last double week of MLS action, we had Atlanta United put the number on Philadelphia to the tune of 3-0. We had Orlando beat New England 6-1 between two teams that are basically irrelevant, but thank God New England's finally dead for good. NYCFC nabbed an away win at Montreal 1-0. Chicago showed signs of life once again 4-1 at San Jose. Going into the weekend, we had in one of the weirder games uh, of the weekend, Orlando draw Dallas 0-0 in a game that may or may not be forfeited later on due to an illegal substitution by FC Dallas. Uh, Allegedly illegal substitution. Alleged, yeah. It's unconfirmed whether the name was actually on the scorecard turned in or not. Uh, We had New England and Atlanta battle to a 0-0 draw. Um, It's funny how... Wait, they played again and they couldn't score on them at all? Hmm. We had Columbus beat DC 2-0. Chicago and City drew 1-1, which could have been a great opportunity for Chicago to leapfrog City in the standings for that second seed. But alas, uh, Colorado had a really helpful 2-1 win against Montreal for us uh, that... (laughs) <laughs> has gone a long way to making it basically almost impossible for us to to really screw this up for ourselves. And uh, Philadelphia pulled out a 2-0 win against Seattle. So a, a really pretty MLS weekend, all things considered. Um, that puts the standings now with the Red Bulls on 43 points at 31 games played. Everyone else in the Eastern Conference has 32 games played. So finally, we can say with some sort of brevity what the games in hand scenario is. We have one game in hand on the rest of the Eastern Conference. With 43 points, that gets a good for sixth place. The people behind us are Montreal, New England, Philadelphia, and Orlando, all with 39 points. If we win this weekend, we qualify. Pending Orlando. Pending Orlando. Oh, because Orlando would be two points behind us. Right. Could get that uh, forfeit after the fact. Um, But Destiny is still in our own hands. Above us, we have uh, Chicago and Columbus. Uh, Columbus is on 50 points. We could theoretically catch them if they lose out and we win out. uh, And that's pretty much all we can do. So we're going to be fifth or sixth seed. We're going to be playing away in the one-game elimination game. Um, the question is whether it, our opponent could still is very much up for grabs. Uh, Chicago, Atlanta, and NYCFC are all within four points of each other. Um, and I think it's reasonable to see us playing either of those. Chicago's shown signs of life. Atlanta can be hot and cold. And NYCFC... Um, continue to look pretty pretty pedestrian mm-hmm. uh you know away win at montreal is pretty decent but it's you know it's one to zero against a pretty dead montreal squad from what i understand so I've i or- could see us doing any of those i've already told you what my i think my best case scenario is right now for I don't the think season so. is that if atlanta overtake nycfc and we play them the playoff game in yankee stadium and then we kind of like bumble our way to a victory 
and then lose out entirely in the next round. But at least we get that small. Oh, you might have told me that offline. I could see that happening. Like that would just be very MLS. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't see that happening. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't see us beating NYCFC in the playoffs. NYCFC are very good right now. Yeah, but they like they they just. They look a little complacent. Okay, but like we're not good at all. Like it's either like oh like not that good, but like or like just bad. Like we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. We're just barely in it because everybody else Do, is kind of shitty well, right now. Hold on, does that not make us deserve to be in the playoffs just because we're in the group where? Oh, yeah, I'm else just sucks. talking like eight. Where I'm like shaking the eight ball, and it's like yeah, oh. it'll happen. Like <laughs> I, I just like kismet wise, I feel like I, I could see it coming through i mean i could see us scoring like three goals and then just giving up three like between minutes 80 and like 90 i could just see being a really dire game zero zero and gonzalo scoring in the 90th minute off like kind of a stupid turnover kind of like the thing that Parnell did to via no i think the ideal way to go up would be if bradley Wright phillips scored with like his butt or something right and i that could would see just fans it... from both teams being like wow this uh, is all stupid i'd be so mad like it would just it just i don't even we know could end to... soccer we could make everyone realize how like soccer just well, shouldn't exist anymore. You know, this is making me realize we didn't even talk once about how Toronto won the Shield. It's just been <laughs> such a, it's been such a, a foregone conclusion for so long now. Um, but well, Michael Bradley wrote a very well-worded letter. Yeah, congrats to Toronto. I guess. I mean, I, oh. I am I am a Shield loyalist. Uh, so in my view, like I, I think Toronto has been the best team all season, especially after FC Dallas walked off a cliff above and beyond. Yeah. Um, so like. Honestly, I think if any other team wins this postseason, it'll it'll be a continue to be an indictment against what really the MLS Cup playoffs are. But um, looking towards this weekend, we're playing a Vancouver side that is incredibly hot. They haven't been hot away recently, but they're still five one and one in their last seven games. They're in first place now. In the Western Conference, mm-hmm. but incidentally, it would they would only be in fifth place in the East. It's that much better this year. Yeah, yeah. They they also have a game in hand, like we do, so they could potentially be in second, but you still get or third, but you still get the picture. Um, <sighs> Vancouver is doing a reverse of their usual shtick, and they're getting better in the second half of the season instead of just imploding and trading oh, away half Arsenal of their player. This year? No, Arsenal, I told you, is calendar year. It alternates. No, the, I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I they're alternating this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, but on Saturday, they're going to be out without some key players, namely Jordi Arena, who has been called up into the Peruvian Selección, and uh, Kendall Waston. You might recognize uh, Kendall Waston, of course, with Costa Rica. But you might recognize Jordi Reyna as being a former Red Bull Salzburg player who transferred directly from Salzburg to the Whitecaps uh, and apparently did not have any communication, well, no official reported communication with us on that transfer, which I know that kind of intrigues the more RB-minded people within our fan base. That sounds like a conspiracy theory. Oh, it's globalism. Uh, RB global. Yeah. Globalist. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, we'll that will also help be us missing four people, though. Yeah, we're gonna be missing um, Escobar and Mario and Tassi. and Kamar and no, he was listed at, on the match no, report today as available because I Jamaica's saw a report that said he's going that he's still leaving for the he's friendly. He's still going for the friendly, which is like head scratching. I don't know, mixed feelings. Like I guess, like you know, if you love club over country, is if that's your Wait, or, sorry, if co- country over club, if that's your thing. But like, I don't know, for a friendly. Versus, like, you know, a, a game that, like, for with playoff implications. There, there's, like, the work permit thing where, like, get, being in 75% of your country's caps, I think, apparently counts towards UK work permits if you're not deemed an exceptional talent. Um, but I think that only applies to countries within, like, the top 75 rankings, which I don't believe Jamaica are. They're not, yeah. So uh, I don't know um, about that. But um, we are also going to be missing Etienne, who's going to be with Haiti. Right. Okay. Um, I also believe that uh, Colin has already been listed out again um, for the plantar fasciitis. Um, so it doesn't look like he's getting better. Apparently, he's still in the boot, and Jesse sounded um, less optimistic about him. He's like still not running. Yeah. 
Sam, you said this is basically when I think where you just have to wait it out, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't really. Okay, yeah. So in this case, I really do think uh, Aaron Collin is dead until I see him uh, running live and well. He might have already played his last game for us. Yeah. But at this point, is losing Escobar and Mario even so bad? Like, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Who, who's who's next up though? Real and Dom hours in here? Uh, maybe, may, maybe. I mean, you Tim know, Schmoll. You know what it's gonna be though? Like, it's like this is this is easy for Jesse. Zizzo. You, no, you have, so you have late in the left wing, and then you have Zizzo, Long, Paranel in the middle, and then and you then have, have Adams on the right, and, that, yeah. and that's gonna be your back five. And like it's gonna just be like absolutely fine, just super mediocre. Nah, Jesse's just gonna wake up. He's gonna be like, ah, oh, the air and the air is October. Let's go back to four in the back. Nah, I could see it. I mean, fuck it. Just put just put Perno and Long out there with Laid and Adams. Fuck it. I don't yeah. Know. Although I don't know, throwing in Zizzo probably isn't gonna make it that much worse. <laughs> Let's Adams basically be an offensive player. I'm fine either way. But, um, or does Wheel play wing back again? No, shut up, shut up, stop. I forgot that he was a thing. I don't, I don't need to be reminded. Oh, well, yeah, I'd forgotten about that one. Um, does all brown start? No, god, he started last week, yeah, asshole. but like neither did Bradley Wright Phillips. Asshole. What do you mean? Like, Bradley Wright Phillips also didn't start last week. Oh, like on Wednesday, yeah, or no, on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah, because Gonzalo started. I don't see what you're getting. But like Gonzalo's not about? playing over Bradley Wright Phillips. I, I think I think they played effectively together for once. If I did too. Gonzalo and Bradley and Roy are on the field at the same time. Oh, how is he gonna? How's how is Jesse gonna do this? I honestly I don't know. I mean, you've got see so Felipe, you know, defensive midfielder, whatever, just like fine. And then who's, <laughs> who who else is like who else are we gonna have? We're gonna Sasha. Have, we're gonna have Sasha. Davis, Royer. Davis, Royer, Bradley, yeah. and then just Gonzalo on to the 60th minute. Yeah, <sighs> I could see it. No, that's what it's going to be. We're just not going to have Gonzalo no. I mean, start, no Gonzalo, Royer, Bradley is your top three. So you're just saying no Felipe or no Davis, no Davis. Doing my counting. No, here. we we have the right number. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. I mean, it's just a matter of Davis or Verone. It's Davis, but, Verone, and and Royer, and those like those are the three. And then fucking Wheel. Those are like the the four people battling for those two like forward wing wing positions. But Jesse has already said as much that he just kind of views Verone as a bench player. Yeah. No. It. It. He has. And, and, so and, and, it's, he, it's and he will. Happen. So he's not gonna. Yeah. So there's no way that Verone. It only started. happened because Bradley was tired because he's you know played on Wednesday. Mm, all right. Fine. Yeah. He's probably not gonna start. Okay, so do our absences outweigh their absences? No way. Mm, I think no, Waston no. and, and no. Rainer are probably no. Rainer's pretty good. Yeah, Rainer's been a good player for them so w- far. Waston's like the the core of their team. Yeah, he's been like he he's also their captain. So like that, <laughs> I mean like so just in many ways like he's a very good defender. So yeah. he's gonna be sorely missed. But it's that, that's be, great for us. Yeah. It's going to be weird we to see Freddie Montero. To, yeah, I was going to say, we still have to play against Freddie Montero. I don't though. think I've seen Freddie Montero play since we played them in CCL. What, did, he, did he play? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. I forgot about that. Before Damn. that, though, it was probably at like Robertson Stadium at the University of Houston against Ooh. the Dynamo. But, um, yeah, that'll be a throwback. Um, Matias Lobb has been out for a while, though, but that, I guess they've gotten over that. Score predictions for the penultimate home game of the home season. Uh, we don't win. Oh, my God. 2-2 two, two draw. We score, but we, like, already are a defensively shaky team, and we're, like, losing Kamar Lawrence, which, like, seems to be one of the only bright spots this season. So I'm not expecting good things. I think we win, but I don't think we look better than Vancouver during the game. Uh, but I think we win like two one, and we kind of score a dramatic late goal, courtesy of none other than Speedy Verone. I'm gonna go with three three. I think it's still gonna be volatile. Like I think I like I just really hope we actually take care of business, so we don't have to be like, oh, we're gonna make the playoffs. But we've been like looking to do that for like what feels like two months. So <sighs> yeah, but now it like it's within three points clinching. Just so. kill us already. Yeah, 
I want to die. If we draw out, we still make playoffs. It really does. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like who, like, like who did who did it better in terms of limping into the playoffs? 2016 Philly or 2017 Red Bulls? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Because like, oh my god, they like both look bad. I don't know why. I was I remember I remember being like kind of bullish on on uh, on uh, Philly because I thought that like they had the people. Yeah, you were. Just, you were. If they could just connect, like put the pieces together and like ignite some sort of chemistry, then then like you know maybe they had a chance. But I could see us doing the same exact well, shit where we, just... where we lose the like the we like bottom out. We continue to draw games we should win, and then we like we lose. We're gonna lose at DC, and then everyone's gonna be like, "This is a joke," and then we're gonna like go on the road to Atlanta and have no shot of winning. Yeah. I, well, I think the um, I think the thing about Philly is that it turns out that they didn't have the pieces. But our team, we didn't really lose anyone except for Colin, who I guess is so yeah. might be our biggest piece according to Matt Doyle. I'm not quite so sure on that. I think Colin's I know, not. I know neither. But um, Doyle did say that he's if you want to bet on a dark horse like Montreal last year, that we are that equivalent for 2017. It's not great though because Montreal still lost. <laughs> I mean, right, but still better than what we're expecting now. So is Verone just going to be like Mancosu and just like, yeah, like yeah, one yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, boy. And then Colin's going to be our Simon. Like, that's like, <laughs> that's it. And like, the, But then we're going to lose to Montreal. Or sorry, we're going to lose to Toronto. So it doesn't even matter. I had, a meta, or I had a thought building off of this feeling of kind of just wanting the season to end. But I think I'll postpone it for a week or two. <laughs> we've already kind of hit it um, pretty well. Uh, did you guys get a call from your season ticket rep this week? I got an email because mine's going on maternity leave. So mm. if, if I wanted to sort everything out with her beforehand, I had to have a call with her, and then I did that. I've uh, I haven't renewed yet, um, and I've been getting a lot of the emails, but kind of just putting it off because I just don't like spending money. But um, <laughs> also, it's not. I haven't felt particularly motivated to run to my credit card right now, um, <laughs> but. Uh, I got a call this week and I almost never answer calls anymore. Cause like, like everyone else, I'm getting like the epidemic of spam calls. Yeah. But this one actually was like from a toll free number. It wasn't from that whole thing where it's the first six digits of your phone number. So Why I actually do, they do that. Th- that obviously shows me that you're a spam. It call, worked like, at first. It worked at first, but the then first I wised two times. Yeah. But then I wised up to it. So then I answered it, and then it was just like, and it was like a pre-recorded, like the generic operator man voice, and it was like, "You can cancel this call at any time you please." And I was like, "What the hell?" And I actually like waited a second, and then it was a recorded message from my new t- season ticket rep who took over from my old ones. I've never actually spoken to her, and just like, you know, with a pitch, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, my season ticket rep sounds nice, but like, I thought it like it sounded like a fake." scam phone call like it was Hmm. if anyone in the member services office like has to like listen to these things to like some sort of like research on the fan base or anything you should know it was very fake sounding and very unprofessional in my opinion I i know i saw some reaction to that on twitter but i that was weird don't do that also generally if you're listening to this as part of your job we're sorry that we create this for you (laughs) (laughs) They probably don't have the staff to actually force somebody to listen <laughs> to like all. Well, that's of the why they make podcasts. the fan services listen. Because uh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, they probably make them do it on their commute home, and they don't even get OT or comp time for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a thought on that. Also, I, I guess I'll probably still I'll, I'll still renew, but um, I'm gonna get that sweater. I've actually kind of decided. I, I'll I'll take the sweater. I'll I'll take the sweater. Yeah, yeah. I just like having the gear for appropriate weather situations i also like i told peter this i like that they actually succeeded for once at putting the words new york in strong legible letters on a red piece of clothing (laughs) which is like really the basis for anything i want now but But i do like the medium temperature clothing uh i mean yeah it's fine uh it's fine it's not great but uh, but like i don't know i I was thinking like i mean I, i will probably renew but like I I don't I haven't I haven't gone to every game this season, um, and so like I, I at the same time I, you know I could find a ticket in one hundred and one pretty easily. That's true. It just it feels like it's not even a, about the value, uh, because like I will spend like the same amount of money going to like the same amount of games that I do go to. Yeah. Maybe like an open cup game here and there. You know it's a nice little perk, but otherwise I'm spending 
10 bucks you know to go to one of those but like right. uh it almost i don't know feels like a sign of loyalty to the club more right. than it actually being a money saver i guess uh, yeah and like after like these performances i just like i don't know it just feels super like i don't feel as inspired to be like fuck yeah i'm gonna like right. renew like immediately i gotta and i will like i i'm i'm going to renew i just like feel super uninspired based yes. on, like, the last i feel the weeks. exact same way and that kind of that is kind of what I was getting gonna, towards. Yeah, I was thinking about saying is that I feel like in previous seasons, especially with the whole the arrival of blue team and all that, there was like it made me realize what a sense of like animus, animus, and like we're gonna do something, we're gonna get like a cup to rub it in their face, we're gonna establish ourselves as the real team. Like New York is red, uh, and there was like a chip on our shoulders. You know how many times did we hear that explicitly? Um, and now that like the team is kind of just like, you know, faltering and like playing down to its opponents every week and like, you know, NYCFC actually beat us this year. It's kind of just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I'll renew eventually. But this whole sense of like building up a sense like an insurgent, like presence and sense of loyalty from renewing is totally gone for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of look at these season tickets as more of, uh, a convenience and opportunity cost. You know? It is it it is nice that I can just like be anywhere and just be like, okay, I'm going to the stadium now and just like tap my wallet and go in, yeah. like not having to worry about tickets. But you don't you probably don't need to be a season ticket holder to really get that. But that that is true. That is convenient. Well, I mean, j- just that and just like knowing that you have the availability for every game because I I, ha- I have been to all the home games this season, so it, you know, just like. It's nice to know that it's not going to be hard to get a ticket, especially if like there's a sold out game or Bruh, like the derby is going to happen. It's never been hard to get a ticket. Um, the playoffs, true. maybe like last year, sometimes. But like but this has, year, yeah, this never. Year it it's never yeah. been hard. Yeah, sure. I mean, but still, attendance is growing. Yeah, I'm not going to be at the Atlanta home closer or closer. Yeah, sure, closer. Um, so if anyone wants my ticket, get at me. Um, I'm going to be upstate for that weekend. Um, Ew. Cool. Yeah, I know, right? I would never associate with anyone from upstate. Um, They're the worst. (laughs) uh, Let's go to the Benny question. Actually, no, we had two emails this week. The first one is... (laughs) Neither of them had subjects. Yeah, no subject. The first one uh, is from loyal emailer Gabe Totcherman, who emailed us, uh, I believe, within the hour after DC United uh, drew us at home. With simply smiley face. Sad uh, face. Sorry, yeah. The, the sad emoticon. Colon, open parentheses. Uh, thank you for the question, Gabe. Uh, I, for one, uh, wholeheartedly agree. Um, couldn't have said better myself. Uh, and now to the dreaded Benny question. It's a good Benny also, question. Also, no subject. Uh, we, we actually, we did we discuss it with him in person on Saturday? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on a personal level, not a level involving any sense of morality or the greater good, which would be more satisfying? One, Jesse starts using one of the ideal lineups that has been discussed on View from 202. <laughs> or two, Trump gets mad at Sasha on Twitter and challenges him to a free kick contest against Barron. Which Sasha declines. So I had a, a couple thoughts on this. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, first of all, Sasha being kind of a fuckboy wouldn't decline. That's the that's the operative thing I think actually is like oh the declining part I don't know. Also I like, like, like how like, this narrative that Sasha is definitely a fuckboy. <laughs> like, 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 lost all sense of what that word even used to mean. But yeah, yeah I mean I don't even mean it in like a bad like that bad of a no, way because no, 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 like I mean it, whatever. You mean that as in you like. You know, he's he's kind of like he's the type of dude who like I w- like I w- wouldn't be surprised if he like tried to like like beat like a ten year old at a, at a free kick contest, <laughs> but like wouldn't be as funny about it as Felipe would be. Right? Because like Felipe, it'd be hilarious. Felipe did it. But if Sasha did it, it'd be like oh, so, Sasha, there's that dude, clip why? out there somewhere on YouTube of Michael Owen like participating in some sort of like coaching clinic video for goalkeepers, and Michael Owen is like the striker. Um, who they're practicing against, and he like keeps scoring against this ten year old who's being <laughs> coached by like the Newcastle coach or whatever, and like 
Michael Owens just celebrating as though he's winning the uh, gold or the, not the gold <laughs> cup, the World Cup every time. It gets to the point where the coach is like, you know, he's ten, right? Like, <laughs> like what are you like? What's wrong with you? So, so is this like the the version of all those videos of like NBA players going to summer camps? Yes, and- but it's not funny, and it's not like <laughs> so. No, Felipe would be funny, but if it was Sasha, it'd be more like the Michael Owen thing. May- nah, I don't know. Michael Owen's like being like purposefully kind of like cruel and a dick. I think Sasha would just accidentally to come Baron off like that. To Baron Trump? Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's to Baron Trump, that would be great. Like, <laughs> although he would get the bikers who have sworn to protect Baron Trump on his face. Have you seen? They're like, there's this, what? There's a uh, Facebook group. Uh, bikers? I, I know about this because of Trump. Um, full disclosure. But uh, Facebook group that's like has thousands of members that's uh, bikers sworn to protect Baron Trump. Oh, and you got to say, hey, they've succeeded. <laughs> Say you, what you will yeah, about yeah. it, but <laughs> sorry, uh, okay. we cut you off. Uh, no, no, I'm glad you did because I didn't know about that. But I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad to know that that exists. Uh, and wow, yeah, they are very effective what they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, my my second point uh, is that uh, in in the first so part one, uh, picking any any of those lineups. I would be so fucking worried if, if it was one of Peaches' lineups. So, so, so I, 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 it's just a risk that it's, I'm not willing to take. Uh, so I'm going to go with option number two. All right. Yeah. I think so. Also, I don't know. Are, would we be sure it was number one? Like, if it just played a lineup that looked like ours, you'd be like, oh. But then you, it would switch to five in the back somehow, yeah, and Wheel would play center back? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. If it would just be entirely a, a, a lineup of Tyler Adams, it would be like, okay, yeah. Just like- or if <laughs> MSG so- showed a graphic that said the absolute boy Tyler Adams, that's option, option C. That's my choice. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with number two, because this weekend I was personally affected by number 45. Yeah. Don't call. I hate that. Mm. Don't. I, it sounds so chummy. I don't like that. The 45 thing It sounds like a cutesy nickname I don't care for it I know it's mostly used by people who don't yeah. Who are not Trump fans I'm not gonna call him President Trump yeah, I'm just gonna call him 45 yeah. It's like whatever Well I mean It just sounds like something you'd hear in the West Wing It's like oh hey you wanna go uh, <laughs> play golf 45 um, Well yeah So I went to the President's Cup this weekend And his helicopter flew in And closed all the roadways um, Barring me from leaving the venue Where there were about five too many MAGA hats for my taste. Wow. Um, yeah. But but at least he rose awareness for all the hurricanes by donating his presidential President's Cup trophy. Right. So, so Dedicating so, it to the so, victims. So thank God that you were at least there to like be a yeah. part of that. I can confirm as an emergency management professional. He threw professional, me a paper towel roll. Yeah, as an emergency, profession, emergency management professional, that is how you distribute paper towels. <laughs> you do it like a jump shot. <laughs> So nothing should have given him a paper towel cannon. Nothing but respect for my president, the paper towel roll. (laughs) um, (laughs) Cool. Any any uh, pitches or anything? Um, Anything else before we head out? Can I pitch Jesse on going to four in the back? I think we already have, but you can. I don't know. You can do it again. Um, (laughs) It's not the end of an episode of Hot One, so we don't have to have a pitch. If you uh, want my ticket for Atlanta. It's available. Honestly, if you want mine, like I'm, I'm, you can have mine too. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So I'll be there. I'll buy you a beer, I guess. Just kidding. I'll be there. I just don't think we're going to play very well. View from we'll talk about this Contact at View from 202 at View from 202 Twitter. My bitch too foreign in a visa. I don't need him. Pull a drop top with a eater. Two seater. New bitch want to fuck my AP. Just to a check when I land. My bitch too foreign in the visa. I don't need her. Pull a drop top with a eater. Two seater. New bitch wanna fuck with my AP. New freezer. I won't go thinking about bands. Hop over just to a check when I land. Ooh, money way. Diamonds. Flex it. I won't go rich with a grip on a necklace. I put the plug on three way. Maserati go speed race. Drop a baby on a bitch face. More ice fixing this way. We put the world on the wave. Don't give a fuck cause I'm paid. Mo act in a lemonade. Pharmacy knowing my name. I put that because she bougie. She said my dick in a movie. Trap jumping like two, three. She a foreign real free. My bitch too foreign in a visa. I don't need her. Pull a drop top with a eater. Two seats.
my jet to a check when I land. My bitch too foreign in a visa. I don't need her. Pull a drop top with an eater. Two seater. New bitch wanna fuck in my AP. New freezer. I woke up thinking about bands. Hop off a jet to a check when I land. Ooh, big shot. Hold up, wait. Sleep, I gotta eat, I gotta dance. I merely rap when I get that advance. How can I shout with like 64 M's? Talking on top about business again. He wanna lot with new billies again. I want some top from like two sets of twins. Put it twin, twins, yeah, yeah. Hey, bitch, bitch. Where your friends, yeah, yeah. Hold up, switch. Hold up. She won't end, yeah, yeah. Follow me, falling in bundles of flowers like Parliament. Never know, big dog. My like bitch, you born in the visa. Just to a check when I land. My bitch too foreign in a visa. I don't need her. Pull a drop top with an eater. Two seater. New bitch wanna fuck in my AP. New freezer. I woke up thinking about bands. Hop over just to a check when I land.